That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I moved uh, back to my bedroom as my recording situation because my recording studio, my makeshift like mudroom or whatever it is, like the light burned out, a bunch of shit fell down. I can't get the right size carpeting in there. I'm like, I get it. You don't want to be a recording studio. It's a regular money pit in your recording studio. <laughs> hey, welcome to Sidework Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, guys. I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And joining us today, uh, now multiple times, Time guest co-host of oh Sidework, our buddy from Confessions of a Server, Quaylen Harris. Everybody, I'm officially a co-host now, not a guest anymore. It's a guest I, co-host uh, title. Yep. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what third time. Third time's a charm. So third time, yeah, super Let's big see if I charm. Can mess this one up. Yeah, and oh, comedy wow. comedy is in threes, and three solidifies things. So you're you're in. You're in officially. Officially part of the family. Good. And it's very nice to see your face. So we oh. were just chatting that we hope that you're surviving the super cold winter as we are surviving our super mild LA winter. You guys are so <laughs> cold out there. It's so cold. Here's here's 19 degrees and you're dealing with 40 at the low. So I'll switch you whenever you want. Okay, hey man. You know what? I don't want to move out to the Midwest with this snow situation because shoveling snow in Pennsylvania apparently spawns all sorts of violence in the driveway. Did you guys (laughs) see that story drop? Mm -mm. I did not. It's insane. This happened out of Scranton. This is not food related, by the way. This is just... (laughs) A pandemic and a driveway shoveling, you know, one too many times and people snap. But uh, neighbors across the street from each other were, were one guy was accusing the other neighbors. He's like, you're throwing your driveway snow into my driveway. And mm. classic Midwest argument, that whole thing. Name calling starts. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, you can't call me that. I'm going to go get my gun. Then he goes into his house and gets a handgun. And they're going, do it. Why don't you do it? I dare you. It's like a husband and wife standing in the street going, yeah, yeah, big man, shoot us. He shoots both of them. This is all on camera. This happened this weekend. It's insane. Then went back in and got an assault rifle because they weren't dead and were trying to... This is like Fargo. We're crawling back into their driveway and finished them off with his assault rifle. The neighbors were like, hey, what's going on? Oh, no. And like ran. And then he walked into his house and killed himself. 
Oh, oh for sh- no. I mean- oh, snow. Oh, oh snow. I did not expect that ending. I thought it was going to be I like. I thought it was just going to be like somebody, someone lost a finger for the shovel, like a yeah, shoveler. Right. You, you mean the way you think a story about shoveling a driveway would end, right? I mean, people are on their fucking the last nerve situation is with winter and the pandemic and that is boy oh boy oh boy um i'm speechless <laughs> i've i've never experienced anything like that ever over oh, no. you know i don't know I'm, what wow it, but I, in, in your, as we say on <laughs> as we say on this show, it's not about the pasta. Like it's, something else was going oh, on. Absolutely. With homeboy. Also, but. side note, I used a snowblower for the first time last week in my whole life. And I was like, this could have saved this could have saved this that could save so many lives just having a snowblower. Like get everything yep. out of there. It's like so satisfying. Like while I was using it, like I was just like, God, life is so much better better now but and i think this is the unspoken rule too is if you're the the fancy person in the neighborhood hood who has the snowblower you snowblow down the block yeah it's what you do you kind of pay it forward a little bit my you dad had a snowblower but every time oh. it was my turn to shovel it never had gas oh but whenever he wanted to shovel it magically always had gas but whenever That's- he wanted me to do it and never had gas. So I was always out there with just a shovel. And I would only do like half the driveway. And like, <laughs> well, whoever parked on this side, you're not getting out. I'm so sorry. But oh, I'm my so God. sorry. Oh, my God. You're not going nowhere. Well, I well, feel like we covered all of our Midwest feels uh, yeah. in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Any, anything else happening with you? What, what, how, like you're you're all over TikTok now. Some of our listeners may not know that you're over there. So tell, yeah, tell yeah. them where they so, can find you. I've, I've started a TikTok about six months. Um, my name is just, it's my name. It's not, well, not Quaylen Harris. It's Q Harris 8. Uh, it's not really server-related content, but, you know, I think I'm funny outside of being a, a server guy. Yeah. And you're you're allowed to uh, explore your entire persona. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I do all my server stuff. I've been doing that for two years. It's, when I got on TikTok, my thing was I just kind of want to be who I am. Exactly. You know, get out my other side of being funny and making relatable content just to everyday life. I have still done some server videos and stuff like that. Cause there's some sounds on there that I just can't, couldn't pass up. Like this would be a perfect video for like server life and things like that. But um, yeah, I've been doing that for about six months and it's actually now my biggest platform. I got about 72,000 followers on there. Now. Yeah. I figured yeah. it out. I, I guess. <laughs> Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, Quaylen and I were talking yesterday, too, you know, that it's like it's really interesting to watch your uh, coworkers, you know, at the restaurant job, at the bar, in the kitchen, regardless, like be doing the same job as you. But you're like, they're online famous, you know, and they might be making (laughs) money on the side. And like, what am I doing wrong as a server? Could I also be doing this? I think it's an interesting topic. You know, maybe we could explore it for the podcast, too. I think you I think you would just call it like modern hustling in a way, you know, because we always talk like as servers, you're always like, 
hustling one job, two job. This is just adding to that resume of like how to hustle and make all that money, you know? Yeah, it's funny because like when I started doing Confessions of a Server, you know, I didn't No, none of my coworkers follow me to this day. None of my coworkers <laughs> really follow me or anything. I have a handful that do. But and the ones that do, they're like, oh, you're so famous. So I had a manager who she loved it. Like she would let me go live while I was supposed to be working so she could be on everything. And she was phenomenal. And they're I always like, you're famous. I'm like, I am legit the same person I was before. <laughs> Y'all just didn't talk to me like this. <laughs> I had this other side. Or maybe I didn't talk to them because I really didn't talk to my coworkers much. They but, just didn't know. They yeah. just weren't aware of the many roles that you and multifaceted person that you are. That's they just didn't know. I'm they lying. didn't know. But here lying. we are. You your podcasting sensation, a TikTok star, <laughs> popular on Instagram, and you're able to rattle off the day's specials. So you are <laughs> A multitasker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes right. I can rattle off the specials. Sometimes I just make it up. And then when I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, sorry. We just sold that last, the last one. So my bad. The like thing I, I made up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's We just have to quickly uh, remind our listeners of a few things and a few thank yous. And then we will jump into all the goodies. So, yeah, you guys, we'll do appreciate Appreciate yeah. real quick. Wait, uh, subscribe, review, all those things. We're still absolutely having that lovely contest. Uh, basically, who can give us the best review rating? You know, go into the Apple podcast, type your review, make it shine. Uh, first place being a lovely Establishing 86 t-shirt. Second and third place being a poster. Fourth place being a fart in a jar. If you hadn't heard of it, we're saying it for the third time now. A fart in the jar is fourth place. Uh, I mean, no one's like there's one person vying for it. You know, she's like the contender to beat. Um, Because right now, pretty much like I have already mostly filled out her address and I've started (laughs) saving up farts and I bought a brand new jar. Silent but deadly auction for that fart in a jar. If I do so myself, if someone wants to get in there and, you know, get your mitts on that too, go for fourth place or rather first, second or third is really what we're pushing for. Oh, boy. Will farts (laughs) ever not be funny? No, never. 42 years old. It's the funniest thing ever. (laughs) <laughs> raised on a healthy fart sense of humor um it just doesn't go away and my grandmother well in her into her uh late 90s fart jokes all day every day it was just truly her medium she loved a fart joke so it's in my blood um guys our patreon secret society of server submitted stories volume five just dropped today on the patreon we went almost Which, an hour so fun I have so much fun doing these. I really do, too. And it's literally as much content as you get um, on a Friday episode. So I think we're getting better, having more fun, stretching, using those server-submitted stories. Quick preview of what you missed. Uh, if you're not on the Patreon at the $5 level at least, um, we talk about popcorn <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> working in a movie theater and popcorn stains. Uh, also, the Wisconsin Kringle. Then there's uh, a shooting after a fork stabbing at an Applebee's. Um, then there were these very dramatic teenagers who walked out on a tab. And then, last but not least, some like Pacific Northwest coffee shop, like the most extreme coffee shop campers you've heard of. We went in on all this stuff. They were great topics for stories. So um, join. And we want to thank the newest Patreon members. Andrea, care to? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've got Kimberly Batone, uh, Megan Pogue, Tara Hayden, and Christopher Roddy or Rody. All one. right. But yeah, thanks, you guys, so much for joining. We absolutely uh, salute you. Um, and welcome to the party. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, we'll probably put this, uh, because Quaylen's always so fun to have on the show, we will be putting the episode, the live video streaming of it, also on the Patreon, so you can see all of our cute faces. Glad see? I brushed my hair. Glad. Awesome. Well, you guys, let's jump into some headlines, shall we? Okay. So this is an article from Delish, uh, keeping with a Valentine's Day theme, which we're going to absolutely lean into today because what is the gift that keeps on fucking giving, I guess we'll say about Valentine's Day in the service industry. Fireball. Okay. Everyone's favorite. Will pay you to mail your ex's stuff back to them in time for Valentine's Day. So basically, they're saying if you currently have some crap laying around from your ex, Fireball will cover the cost of the shipping. You can mail them a receipt for the shipping and they'll send you back a gift card. To cover the costs. This is so weird. It's very weird. I'm I'm on their Instagram right now, and this is like a hella aggressive fireball logo. And it says chocolate is for amateurs. And it, <laughs> and it has a dragon blowing fire through a chocolate box of hearts. Yeah. And it says, the dragon doesn't do Valentine's Day. Have some junk from your ex laying around your house. It's time to clean that shit out. And get rewarded Ugh. for it. So this is so metal. This is so trashy. Fireball whiskey. <laughs> You're like drink some alcohol that has traces of formaldehyde in it. <laughs> but would you expect anything less from Fireball? <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, no. Their bar is set so low. It's like, fine. <laughs> and, I, have, and it's- <laughs> I have friends that love Fireball, and I look at you, and I'm like, one, you are a trash human being. Two, yes, I will take a shot with you. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And plus, I was just talking with my siblings about like the amount of like uh, street trash, like the the little tiny fireball flasks you can buy because you can buy like six packs of them. And those things are like they're 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 street trash now. Like you can buy buckets of the mini mini ones. (laughs) One of my friends did it for one of my birthdays. We got a a party bus. And I had a friend buy a bucket of Fireball, and it was just the mini bottles of Fireball. So we were just doing that for a two to three hour um, wow uh, party bus ride, and yeah, it was fun. Fi- but just fireball. like I said, trash fireball, human beings we are. So it haunts us all. Um, there's a bit of a like. It didn't go as long as I hoped, but for my first Halloween party, when I invited a bunch of friends over, my friend Mitch, dress who's been on the podcast as well, Mitch Bishop, he dressed as a wizard, and instead of his power of throwing real fireballs, he just had a handle of fireball whiskey with him. (laughs) And... Yes. He he gifted it to the party. Nobody touched it. And then it just sat. And so every party I subsequently had, I would put the handle of Fireball Whiskey out and no one would crack it open. Party after party after party, haunting my cupboards for years. Also, yeah. I have... 
I have to say, if your ex left, it might be because you drank Fireball, you know? Or I was just thinking that, or if you got together in the first place, you know? Because of Fireball. Because of Fireball, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like if, if Fireball's the third in your thruple, you got problems, you um, know? <laughs> can I read two responses from the Instagram <laughs> post Please. real quick Please. for this contest? Okay, first of all, this is from someone named Sam, and he goes, "How do I get a sponsorship?" But not one word. It looks like a sponsor, a sponsored ship. Um, he says, "I'm almost certain I buy more Fireball than any of you guys' customers, and have single-handedly up your revenue in the great states of Tennessee and Mississippi by a significant <laughs> amount." And he's holding a really big fish in his profile picture. Oh, then because then you know. Oh, and then and then another uh, response uh, under the Instagram contest instructions unclear. I burned my ex's shit a long ass time ago. Nice. Well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you do. I will say though, if if Fireball was to sponsor me, I will I will take any sponsorship money from Fireball. (laughs) Okay, so do we know what automats are? I I do. Quail. Okay, cool. And a laundry our- mat? I'm going to guess a laundry mat. No? Right. I mean, the, the, the mat word must have a origin in being sort of like self-serve or whatever. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. Automatic. But uh, the okay. automat used to be like the thing, the way. It's a very retro, um, like like eating of the future and you would walk up to these sort of um, almost like vending machine. Well, right. But I'm trying to think of where they were placed. They're like almost kiosks that would be located maybe on the side of like a department store, what have you. And they have like neon and all these signs. And then there's just clear glass windows with delicious homemade food sitting behind the window. You put a nickel in, open the door, hot, fresh cup of coffee in one window, whatever kind of slice of pie you want in another a whole turkey dinner, meatloaf, you name it. This was how people used to sort of handle fast food. Um, I fucking love automats. There's something really wrong with me. I'm just like, I go bonkers for these automats because they were popular in Europe still. Like they would have them in Amsterdam. And the few times I visited, I was like, yes, food behind a, a They're little They're kind of like, to- like, a, like roadside stop things, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And someone would the way they would do it in the olden days is like the kitchen, the kitchen would prepare the fresh food, but it would be packaged so that it would be within a window of time where if it was a hot food dish, these would be like heated little compartments that they stayed in or the hot coffee would be hot. Or if it was a cooler dish, like you want your dessert to be chilled, something like that, then those would go in the cool ones and it'd be, you know, like put in there fresh. Other ones, like the new ones popping up here in Jersey City, once again, as a COVID safe option for eating is the kitchen is right behind the wall making shit to order which is even more awesome so smart is there's like automated touch screens where you're saying yes i would like some breakfast tacos (laughs) and you put your money and your information into the little door they throw those breakfast tacos together in about two minutes flat. They sl- they like they open their side, slide it through, close it. You open yours. No contact. Delicious food. It makes me horny. I don't know why. 
<laughs> no, no, no. It's true. It is. It's like it's like it's such a no brainer that I I completely get it. Um, another thing that is also back. Do you guys remember the Viennetta ice cream cake from like the nineties when we were kids? It was like like a very like European, and I think it's British. Like, okay. and they still have it there. It was like an ice cream cake that had like really like like ruffled like chocolate wafer like layers in okay. between. That shit's also back. <laughs> like I feel like there's a lot coming back at us that like everything that worked before is working even better for us now. Now, can I, I get a Viennetta in an automat? <laughs> I'm the horniest girl in the town, but <laughs> I grew up poor, so I didn't have ice cream cakes. I was like 17 or 18. So got it. <laughs> Thanks for teaching, telling me how poor I really was growing up. No, that's not. We, no, no, no. It, it was a very special occasion of auto auto mart mats and oh, fancy the, ice cream cakes. And well, stuff. I think all the auto mat stuff is like terribly affordable. Like right, it's like a nickel. But yeah. that was in decades before we were born. Um, gotcha. It's just more that. For a stretch in the early 2000s, believe me, I didn't go to an automat till I was a drunken 20 something year old because in New York City along St. Mark's, there was a replica of basically it's either Danish or um, Dutch, something like that. But one called BAM and it's spelled B-A-M-N exclamation point. And it was all lit up in neon pink and would blast like Madonna. It's like, I'm burning up for your love. And <laughs> it looked like a goddamn disco floor with all of these windows filled with delicious junk food, like like cheese puffs, like hot cheese puffs, macaroni balls. And me and former guest Brandy Barber would be getting trashed down the street and be like, automat time. And we'd go have a drunken dance party at BAM and just keep feeding the slots with money to get macaroni balls. It's oh just my like, God. I uh, love this story so sometimes I, sometimes brooke you tell me stories and i get so jealous of your life that i i i, I want to be you when i grow up you, you don't i, I want to be you find a time machine to be you 20 years ago so i can experience what you did you know there i listen. do think it is the kind of thing where it's like the memory of it in the moment you're so wasted like dancing and stuff in your face and you think you're rock stars and then you see someone like peeking in on brandy and brooke and they're like look at these sad drunk girls you know it's like it's like a movie or a tv show like right like how i met your mother like you get the perspective of like the first person they're dancing and everything and then how it cuts away like someone watching is like what are these assholes doing exactly <laughs> you don't it's it's so funny to you when you're drunk but um so so funny to you but like the just the i don't know what it was it was just like you could not i was like a moth attracted to that pink neon get a few drinks in me and i'd be like throwing myself against all of the the fucking containers anyways and they're then, coming yeah, back they're a great COVID workaround. So if you are in and around the Jersey City area or if you hear about them popping up anywhere else, go check it out. It's delightfully weird and fun and it's legit food. Andrea. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got one, one last uh, one headline. Last headline. Um, this one uh, we just got on our radar today. So out of Long Beach, California, um, we're talking about a specific restaurant called 
restoration. 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 Oh, I get it now. God Mm -hmm. damn it, Wallace. Long Beach, California. So this restaurant basically is doing the breaking the rules um, during a pandemic and not stopping service on their back patio. And this story itself is coming from the point of view of the neighbors who are living basically Vivian and, and Micah, who are living behind the restaurant in an apartment building and just having to deal with it every single day. So this woman, Dana Tanner, who owns it, you know, super nice and was basically like, no, we're going to keep going. This is what we do. I want to employ my workers, you know, which we've talked about tons in the past, Um, even when as far on New Year's Eve to advertise in-person dining on the patio. After that happened, the city of Long Beach uh, ordered the restaurant to close because of violating coronavirus rules. And then not long after that, her gas was shut off, basically. It came to a head. Um, They shut off the restaurant's gas in an attempt to stop the antics. However, that Saturday evening after it happened, the neighbors, uh, unaware that they had lost its gas earlier, they're watching TV in their home, and then they could hear some work being done outside the living room window, which happens to be situated above the gas meters for the restaurant's building. Then they suddenly heard a loud, high-pitched screeching noise and the sound of gas escaping out of the pipe. Oh, shit. So the, an overwhelming smell of gas filled their apartments, and basically they were they were like, "Oh fuck, what are, what are we gonna do?" And then they heard Dana go, "Oh, it's just me. He's almost got a cap on it." So basically, what they've been doing at the restaurant is illegally trying to restart their gas, which is a huge, huge violation of the city. So these, bas- these people are pandemic pests. Yeah, they are. It's not. It's it's above and beyond them, you know, being like, it's unfair. We got to keep our workers employed. They flouted every safety protocol. They keep just wanting to get notoriety from being covered and being told to shut down, getting news press. They're doing everything that is honestly, it's about them getting attention versus actually keeping customers and workers safe which is yeah. why i and, hate and these I, dumb fuckers and now they they hooked up an illegal gas line to an apartment building and that's what's being said has really elevated the case against them you know i think maybe in the beginning it was being like look we told you to close you need to close we told you a second time look we'll see what we want to do about this we know it's a pandemic you might get a fine but now the shit is like bad because you can't just tamper with a gas line that is no, that's they, gonna be like big charges. They could have blew something up. <laughs> I mean, and it and here's the thing, Quaylin, is like they wouldn't have blown up their restaurant because it wasn't exactly their gas line. They would have blown up the innocent residents from the apartment complex. They yeah. Were siphoning it off of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand people's thought process. Like, okay, we're gonna get around this. Let's steal gas from somewhere. Like, no. You Americans, it, I, it, I just that's that's what it gets down to. It's mm-hmm. just truly like, listen, we've asked, we've insisted, we've begged, we've shown you data, we've given you options, and I know that the that the other side of it is yes, many of the options that our government have rolled out have been absolute garbage for the service industry, right. but. She clearly refused to do any of the things that other businesses did to pivot and stay open. 
Well, well, on Thursday afternoon, they were open for business again, despite no longer having a health permit or gas. The patio currently seats 36 people and is full most nights. Uh, several couples left or waited to be seated. Oh, hold on. Let me start over. Oh, basically, they're saying so there was a sign on the back patio that warned anyone from the government or law enforcement was not welcome. And the staff cooked and cleaned with electric flat top grill and electric fire and an electric water heater. So that's what's happening now this business has just turned into a pop-up in their own <laughs> place of this okay this person is a goddamn cockroach a human cockroach at her mm-hmm. own restaurant mm-hmm. um she's like no 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 i'm not an anti-masker or covid denier but everyone's like her rhetoric is 100 this she you know it's like these people can't even be proud of being the piece of shit they are you know which is so funny they're like no i'm not i'm not that and then you go to their social media and it's like masks are for losers yeah and well and at the same time she received uh like seventy one thousand dollars in a ppe ppe loan under the care Act last year, and now she's facing up to 21 misdemeanor charges with up to $52,000 in fines already. Oh, my the lord. The thing that comes to my mind when I hear stories like that, especially the part where she said there's a sign that says government officials and police or whatever are not welcomed, I, I envision like a policeman walking up and reading the sign, like, oh, guys. There's a sign. We're not welcome. There's a sign. Let's, let's turn us around. Let's go back. Like, why do you think a sign is going to stop you? Like, if anything, that is going to be like, all right, let's get in here and get them. But, you know, in her mind, she thought a sign is going to stop the government from shutting her down this time. Yeah. I, oh my yeah. To be honest, she's one of the lucky ones. You know, and then has been an asshole this entire time, which is, you know, a wild, wild portion of Southern California. As many of you know, a lot of the people who marched on Washington came from Orange County and Beverly Hills. So anyways, (laughs) what a bunch of of outstanding. And the whole nation gives Florida and Ohio shit. And I love being being from Ohio. But we really want to dig deep down like you Californians. I love you all as well, but it's there's. Oh, I love it when people are like, yeah, 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 snowflakes from California. And I was like, you don't do your research. (laughs) Like, like it's not like that. The whole state. We have two really big, really liberal cities and then everything else. It's out there, man. You know, it's uh, yeah, there are two. There are a lot of different types of Californians for sure. And we're not all Hollywood libtards, as I've been called many times on social media. All right, guys. Well, let's get into some server submitted stories. All right. Hello, hello. Just started listening and I saw your call for Valentine's Day server submitted stories. I'm a barista and every Valentine's Day I try to attempt the little art of heart latte art. That's what. Um, Because they could really make someone's day. They can be trickier than they look and I've definitely made some very penis shaped looking hearts. One Valentine's Day I was doing the lattes and made a very sick looking latte art only to sled it across the bar and hand it to 
the customer I had a crush on. Mm. He silently looked at the cup and the art and then at me and said, uh, dicks on <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> I couldn't form the words and just began making this began making the next latte in line. I never spoke to him again. Godspeed. Good tips and cheers. Jane. <laughs> I mean, I mean, talk about a dick pic. Uh, right? Boy. I mean, uh, you think it's when it slid across. Is that when you think it formed more of a dick shape? Well, she put in there that that. Before they always come out sometimes like a dick. So Oh no, I know, but I just wonder maybe if, like, she the did it on purpose inertia. if she tried to say like she didn't. You know, she because yeah. he didn't like it. I'm sure if he like liked it and winked at her, <laughs> she wouldn't have right. submitted it. So you you know, it's it's all right. It's all right. I think that's a good icebreaker though, you know, I hope. But apparently not in this situation. <laughs> I, I remember getting to, you know, the point in the barista job, which we all talk is like when you get to be the milk person, the steamer, which is like higher up on the chain because you're finishing off everyone's drink. But you're also able to kind of like be the one who's doing like cool convo while you're holding the carafe and steaming it. And it was it was a fun place because then you got to do the art and then give them the presentation and God, it was so easy to develop crushes when you see the same people coming in for coffees all the time. And like, I'd always pick out, you know, whatever guy was flavor of the week when I worked at Joe art of coffee, but you felt like such a creep, like when you would do the heart, which is honestly like you try and mix up your latte art all the time and Rosetta's aren't super easy. And so you definitely felt like an ass every time you made a heart and gave it to someone and they'll be like, oh, she likes me. And be like, (laughs) no, I'm lazy. It's the easiest one to do in my Uh mind. They can end up looking dick-like. Thank you, Jane. I know it sounds like you just started uh, listening to the pod and thank you so much for writing in. I got a very short one. Was once serving the table of my friends and what I thought was my friend, my other friend's girlfriend on Valentine's Day. I was awkward as fuck the whole time. Found out a week later, the girl has a twin and each twin happened to be dating a friend of mine. Ooh. I know I had to. Awkward. I had to unpack that for a minute. Have you guys? Because I've had that in the past where I'm like, this is bad. And then you found out, oh, there's another one of them. Oh, good Lord. I dated a triplet. Oh, wow. They didn't look alike, but you were still like kind of mix them up. And I worked with one. So I worked with one. I dated one. And I could tell the difference between, but sometimes you were still like, slip up on a name and stuff like that and then I also worked with another girl who was an identical twin if you were to see him out you never knew which one was which so the first time I realized her name was Abby had an identical twin I went up to her sister made a joke about work and she was like uh I'm not Abby and I'm like (laughs) my bad here's the thing there you know what they're sneaky. They know they're sneaky. Um, we talk about them like creatures. You know, we just said like, <laughs> I've I've seen some before. Have you ever met some of those? <laughs> Dating stuff though, like that's some like 1980s like uh, sitcom antics shit. Hey, Brooke and Andrea, I saw your prompt for Valentine's Day stories on Instagram. I racked my brain trying to think of a good one, but nothing's really worth saying. 
other than this. My dad passed away tragically after a Valentine's Day party 10 years ago. It's safe to say this is not my favorite holiday, but I do think it is safe to say that because of that incident, I ended up where I am now. I've gained so much working in the industry, and I am proud of that. I think my dad would be too. Hey, at least you don't need to worry about a date when you were working a double. Thank you for what you do. I love the content. Godspeed and good health, Stanley. Aw. It is so terrible when, like, tragic things happen on major holidays and you just you just don't ever feel the same way about it. But I do think if it was any holiday, Valentine's Day is a good one because fuck Valentine's Day. Because fuck, right? Right? It only just goes to show that this is this is a cursed day um, <laughs> of all the holidays. And But I, I agree, you know, um, Stanley's written in a few times. He uh, told us initially that he was like working his ass off in a pizza joint. I think he's in New York, uh, New York State or New York City. I forget what. But like he's been so vocal about how much the service industry has given him like an awesome work ethic and good friends and all this stuff. So he's been so sweet to correspond with over the past couple months. And sorry, dude, it's hard enough because you always remember the anniversary or, or of the day when someone special to you passes and it can just be any day of the year, but it's important. And then when it coincides with a day when other people have so much other emotion built into it, that can be extra hard. So I feel you, man. But you know, on not saying in his case, but on the other hand, sometimes stuff like that, working those busy days takes your mind. Absolutely. Because my grandma died the day before Mother's Day, my very first year working in a restaurant, I couldn't take off, but it helped get my mind off of everything because I was working and I wasn't at home thinking about my grandma passing both that Saturday and that Sunday. So that time can be like a relaxing time for your mind and stuff like that. So it's good. This yeah, serving is not like sitting at a desk with nothing to do and uh, where your your mind can wander to the right. sad places. So yeah, I hear you. The service industry is good busy work. Yeah. Well, you guys. Wanna- as Run from your listen. problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, you guys, for those super submitted stories. If you are inspired uh, by this episode and have any more Valentine's Day stories to send our way, please do. If not, just everyday regular super submitted stories and any line of service work, always welcome. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. All right, guys. Well, here we go. Diving into the topic of the day. Like we were talking before, it is the return of Valentine's Day. Part three, maybe the last installment of the trilogy. (laughs) I don't know. Who fucking knows? Right. Because Um, there was um, there was Valentine's Day. Yeah. Then there was Valentine's Day Strikes Back. And now right. this is Return of the Valentine's Day. Right. So. But as we know, there still could be a uh, a series of prequels to Valentine's yep. Day. So yep. let's keep that in mind. So yeah, uh, there's just a lot of trauma to unpack and we just can't leave well enough alone, basically. Uh, also, it's a fucking pandemic. <laughs> Love during the time of COVID. Uh, and that for sure is not going to stop this stupid Hallmark holiday from unfortunately happening across the goddamn country. Okay. I found this to be particularly hilarious is that New York City opens indoor dining just in time for Valentine's Day. (laughs) You knew knew a lot of places were going to do that. This is what the second, third busiest holiday of the year. Yeah. People aren't going to lose out on their money. You know, they saw how 
<clears throat> excuse me, they saw how big of a shit show Mother's Day was with just takeout. And places are like, you know what? No, we need to have our indoor dining open so we don't have to deal with the what we had to deal with during uh, Mother's Day. Absolutely. But, you know, pardon me, you guys, even though I know restaurants need the money to survive, I love the whole like get your package to go food and go. But as a server, if I was going to be like, you mean I don't have to wait tables on this Valentine's Day and just take a knee for one year, I'd be pretty goddamn happy about it. (laughs) Well, I will say somehow, some way. I have been able to avoid Valentine's Day more oh, than I've yes. had to work in 11 years. Wow. I've, I've had to work a few, trust me. And I've had, I got stories we get into them later, uh, especially about my first Valentine's Day. But um, yeah, I've had friends get married and luckily I was in the wedding or it would uh, fall on days where I was not scheduled to work. And luckily I had a big enough staff to where I wouldn't have to work or- one one year I worked at like a burger and pizza joint. So I'm like, when it fell on there and I'm like, you guys won't need, no one's coming to get a fucking pizza. Heart-shaped pizza? Yeah. Yes, they are. There no, are not this place. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, haven't you heard about the Valentine's bouquet of ribs? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Short ribs? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll take three, please. So out of 11 years, I think I've only had to work like six valentine's day and i am not that's bad. pretty magical yeah. well and like restaurants are only open to 25 percent capacity uh as far as indoor dining is concerned in new with, york so it, new will, york, it yeah. won't be as crazy um but it is but it is uh, an interesting it's, thing but it's so funny to me where we've so any of the new listeners if you haven't started from the beginning of the podcast and you know caught up till now absolutely go back and if you just love to hate on valentine's day it's really worth listening to our two previous years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. worth of valentine's day episodes as well um so know that we don't we're not skimping on the topic by any means but no. we <laughs> cannot stress stress enough <laughs> how much that like we hate new year's eve valentine's day is amateur hour for couples as well it is so funny to me because it's usually you usually get the couples who hate each other the most right who demand to go out to eat and it's really funny to me that it's like yeah yeah babe how about i take you to an indoor restaurant during the (laughs) pandemic let's take those i'm gonna no 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 no. you want to eat eat inside i don't want to eat outside i want to eat inside I don't eat inside. I don't care. I don't care if it kills me. I don't care, babe. I love you. I'm just imagining a lot of like uh, face masks accidentally being set on fire by table candles. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. You know that or flowers are going to like some girl's going to be sitting there crying because her rose got half her rose is burnt and it's going to ruin her entire Valentine's Day. She's going to not tip her server because her fucking boyfriend was dumb and like dropped the rose on the flower on the Right. I'm not happy. Let's, happy. Not, let's not forget that if Valentine's Day doesn't go perfect, um, which has nothing to do with your service or the restaurant, it, it, they're still going to take it on out on you through the tip. So that's oh, just yeah, a fact. Course. One mm-hmm. more visual. You know oh, how yes. everyone thinks that they have to go get themselves a goddamn dozen 
chocolate covered strawberries and just someone picking up one of those strawberries to feed it to their lover while they pull down their mask, eat the chocolate <laughs> strawberry, put strawberries it back up. all over the mask, chocolate all over the mask. <laughs> oh, as they're chewing and then they have to like kiss with their mask on, you just ew, what a mouse. <laughs> So gross. <laughs> Stay home, you freaks. You say freak like it's a bad thing. So we're just going to like dive into this. And I want to talk couples today, like specifically okay. like that's what I wanted, like our <laughs> Valentine's Day topic to be, um, you know, and there's a ton we have to deal with. But before we get into that, statistically, and this is so fucking good, you guys. Oh, my God. I howled at, the, at this headline. <laughs> American couples spend 5.5 days a year deciding what to eat <laughs> which is you guys is so fucking real like it's such a thing and of course men are more I agree they'll be like whatever you want babe I don't care which gives me fucking rage I don't know about you just to be like just have a fucking opinion on whatever you want like it's it, it is a thing uh, amongst couples that will never die it's it on top of uh, how how one unloads and loads up the dishwasher correctly in my opinion <laughs> <sighs> but you have to look out on the man side, not to get too far mm-hmm. into this. It okay. might give sure, you rage. Sure. But if we pick the wrong place, one, you're going to get annoyed because we don't, you had that yesterday and we didn't know. Or two, you're just going to tell us no anyways. So just fucking tell We don't, guys don't care. Have you seen the Kevin Hart special, the new one that he just put out, where he is legit saying, like, we don't care. We don't have any worries. Like, are you going out? Like, yeah, where are you going? We don't know. Like, that's just how guys are. Like, <laughs> we don't know. We don't care what we do. It's more important to y'all. Well, and it isn't so much that. It's just like as as a as two brains put together that can't decide what to eat over and over and over again is a thing. You know, yes. I have this thing where it's like, you know, you get together, you're in a couple, you don't need tinder anymore so then you graduate to what i call dinder you know and you both and you both have to swipe and and connect on what you want for dinner that night oh look we both swipe right on tacos bing 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 we're having fucking tacos and the problem is okay so like say that you've waited too long and you're both too hungry to start deciding and then it it basically world war three world war three pops off over food yep i am very hungry so just know, like all of these couples, and we're gonna riff on all all of all of these jerks. <laughs> like they've been going through all this before they get to you, before they get to your table that you're going to wait on them. And so let's just like take take turns like going through. And obviously, if there's more that I forgot, um, you know. But like the first date, let's start with the couple. It's it's their very first date, you know. Like, do they announce it? Usually, it gets announced at some point i feel like their first date on valentine's day oh not just like you know not necessarily just on valentine's day but i think there are first dates on valentine's day too you know that's that's a bold move right there on both of their parts but you know but then again for a guy it kind of helps because you always remember the day you had your first date there you go valentine's day that's okay. This is this is great advice it's good to have another perspective on here instead of two women that's where you get brought in as like a third person too, like you're. They're like, oh, please stay and talk to us. We don't really know each other that well. <laughs> can you can just stay and hang out with us some more, server? I feel like that would happen. <laughs> yeah, you always tell first dates though. I feel like I could always tell because how awkward they were, 
and the conversation yes. that they were having they're like yes so what's your favorite color as you're like trying to refill the water and it's like oh first date <laughs> you know or like just looking around like awkwardly trying to find something to talk about like so. right like oh should we order a bottle of wine oh I don't drink oh right. you know stuff like <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's here's a hot tip for those of you um basically who don't work in the service industry and you are serial daters out at a restaurant we listening okay it is oh, our yeah. favorite thing we can spot you from a mile away if i'm refilling your water a bunch it's because i can't get enough of how bad your date is going <laughs> oh yeah i mean and that makes me think it's because i'm interested because you know <laughs> you know that either there there's those men or women who like bring all their first dates to the same restaurant all the time yes. So the staff oh, yeah. is like, oh my God, here, here here they are again with another. Like Sometimes we hope that it's a bad experience because we want you to come back with another one and see how bad that <laughs> one can be. Or maybe that's just me because I'm an asshole, but you know, it's nah. entertaining to me. We live, we live yeah, for anything yeah. that kind of like varies, you know, the job up a little bit. And oh, yeah, we're all, sure. we're all anthropologists. All we do is just like sociology. <laughs> we are, we are studying you. Well, let's move on to the the fighting couple, the couple that comes to dinner to fight with each other. And I feel like they exclusively choose Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's. I go think out. there's just a bad juju on the on the holiday anyway. Might as well just fight through it. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is probably in the top three of couples that I've always had to deal with every single time. Like. Once or twice a shift, like I always get a couple that's arguing and it's sometimes very awkward because you go up to the table and you just see like the girl swiftly turn her head to the side and she's like crying and you hear <laughs> sniffling and you're like, oh, God, is, is it your salad? Did you want ranch dressing instead of Italian? Like what the no. fuck is wrong with you? Or is, it, or is it your incompatible <laughs> love languages? And then, and then you look at the guy, he just gives you that look. He's just like. And he waves you away and it's Not just right like, now. I've always had to deal with the fighting couple and I I don't know why. And, or it like like the like the yelling whisper, just that don't you fucking yep. talk to me like that. Like <laughs> yeah. so but, well, it's it's the body language is so insane and it's such a read and such a tell um you can see it from a mile away a couple that's having a great time together is relaxed you know they've got open body language they're leaning in they're sharing when you've been fighting there's a lot of closed you're apart and usually someone is staring really hard at the door or the wall anywhere other than the person they're there with and you could just feel that vibe when you're at the oh, table. Yeah. Like it's just like an aura that you walk into and you're just like Ouch. Oh, it, it cold, is, is it cold what, in here? What, did it get what? did it just drop 20 degrees? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to wait on people like that. And you know, we've said before too that just the the this is the night where it puts on blast all of the reasons that women get super upset at their significant other because I hate to simplify it so much into like gender politics like this, but it is usually women cracking the whip about, I need this to be special. This means so much to me because we've been advertised to since birth that we should be given chocolates and a stuffy yeah, and someone yeah. should love us and it, and should, it should be, be special. special. And right. this, this holiday is garbage. None of my friends, yeah. no one who I 
respect, especially if they've worked in the service industry, gives a flying fuck about Valentine's Day. I know. Do you have any friends that are single? Because that's the kind of girl I need. (laughs) All right. So flipping from cold to hot, the fucking PDA couple, guys. These are the couples I hate the most because not so much that they're the PDA couple, but you know, they're the ones that walk into a fucking busy restaurant and ask for somewhere private. Yeah. Right. And it's yes. like, where, 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 where is Valentine's Day? Where do you want to be private at? Like, you're going to have to sit next to someone. And this is, you know, this is pre-COVID is when I'm talking. Right. But can you just feel my anger coming through right now? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I hate it. And then they get mad because the person next to them is chewing too loud or something like that. If you want somewhere private, Stay the fuck at home. And y'all can Stay sit the there and eat home. and hump and be naked all right. you want and show all the PDA right. that you want. But I don't want to sit here, be waiting on you while you're rubbing her feet. Dude, or like and, inner, and like hand, oh. hand weighs you up on the inner thigh. <laughs> like the touching so inappropriate. We know what like, you're doing. Yeah. Totally making out in the booth. Like, ugh, ugh. it's really hard to be around. Um, I love, I love this visual is that you're like, yes, follow me. And you're like more private, you say. And you're like, come on, come on. And then you walk them through the kitchen and then out the back delivery door and then right. hit your car fob and go boop, boop. And then you go, here is my car. <laughs> you may sit in here. Wait, you let them bone in your car? Good call. <laughs> best, best and these are ever. the couples. It's exhibitionism in a way, obviously. Right. Like they want people to see them fuck like basically in public. And these are the kind of couples that you'll probably be like, are they both in the bathroom right now? Ew. Ew. You know? Mm-hmm. Ew. Ugh. Ew. But uh, I will say there's also prejudice though when you're like, it, you know, I, like hot couples who know they're hot and they're like we want you all to get horny off how hot we are and you're kind of like oh god like maybe my sex life isn't as good as it could be look at this hot (laughs) couple but but then if you see but then if you see some uggos you're like seriously go back to the barn oink yeah oh no either way i'm going into the walk-in to rub one out you know what i mean All right, the drunk couple, Ugh. which which can also be the PDA couple, but that's when actually you see like the tip of a dick out, you know, <laughs> or just like the couple that's just like we're gonna get super fucked up. Keeper, you want to do shots with us? Let's do shots. Let's all do shots together. Like that's that kind of couple. I love drunk Ugh. couples because then I can be like funny and myself, maybe drop a couple f bombs, and they always over tip because they're drunk and they don't know how to math and yeah give me all the drunk couples all of them all of them. or they do know how to math they're just drunk fun people right. you know yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like, make sure the the safe. But yeah, it's the uh, drunk couples are, I think, also pretty fun. Absolutely, um, the silent couple. <laughs> That's and and here's the thing: you quickly learn to gauge that you're like, oh no, 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 they're not fighting. They've just been together forever. They just don't speak to each other. <laughs> they ran out of things to say six years ago, but they sure <laughs> do enjoy going out to eat. Yeah, the ambiance of it, the experience, the lighting. Who needs who needs conversation when you can just stare at a tablecloth, huh? Stare <laughs> at a tablecloth. <laughs> yeah. I I don't and I don't mind these couples either because that means that I don't have to do that much talking. 
Yeah, I can sit true. here, maybe give my other tables a little bit more time, right? That because they're good, they they got and, what they need. They're good. Yep. They don't need that much attention. And most of the time, I get tipped really well from silent couples because they're like, "Thank you for not always coming over here. Thank you for just letting us be." Boom. And for anyone who might be listening right now that's new, learn how to read your tables so you can pick up on these little signs where people don't want that above and beyond service and they might just want to be left alone and just quiet. It'll do you so much better. Yeah, absolutely. It will. Uh, I, um, oh, the coolest fuck couple. Maybe they're ex industry. Maybe they're in the industry. Either way, they're like, so cool and leave you such a big tip and like you want to be their friends and you love them <laughs> and you want to they... go out and party with them afterwards and yeah. you know you slide them like your phone number like hey where y'all going let's get drunk together i would like to say the other side of that coin is like very cool very show-offy like hipster but a little like they're server explaining to you like how to do your job a little bit because oh, yeah, they, I, they oh, yeah. used to work there or they worked at another place. And then, then you, you're always like, yeah, let's let's if you really did do, do all this stuff, we'll, we'll see how it works out in the tip. And then you're like, that was an OK tip at best. This person's a goddamn huckster. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I also yeah. have I also have the rude asshole couple. And I think what you're talking about, Brooke, lives in between the rude asshole couple and the coolest fuck couple. They like they're right. like right there in the middle. Ugh. Whereas that rude asshole couple is just like. They and Drew Talbert just had a video on this, right? It was like two like stupid hipsters who like get together and like have different like points of view. But the reason why they get together is they're both rude to servers. Yes, that is such <laughs> a great one. Yet. I'm not seen great. That one. I gotta check it out. These are the people who will be like, um, there's something wrong with my drink. And you'll be like, oh, well, let me take that away and get rid of it. And they'll be like, Mm-mm, you can't have it but bring me another one and I'm going to drink this and you can't charge me for it. Like <laughs> that is that behavior. Well, let's talk about the regulars, you guys who like you see at any other time, but they happen to come in for Valentine's day because they support the restaurant and they support you. And you know, it's just going to be an easy table because they're the best. They're the best. And you know what? The thing with the regulars though, is I do feel like, it's a scarcity to see regulars because they know that it's going to be a bad night because they know That's how the restaurant true. usually is and they know enough like a server to stay far, far away. See, that's so true, too, because we know that we certainly right. know to stay the fuck away from a lot of our favorite places on any given holiday. But like it is nice to be like, oh, you're here. Oh, there's norm. I you're normal. And I and I and I see you, you know, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> exactly. They come in, they sit at your table. You're like, OK. I know if they get it, they might get that. I might be a little angry right now. They might get them. Um, I'm busy, but they're fine. No yep, matter what they, happens, they're fine. They're your touchstone. They're your rock yes. of Gibraltar. Yes. Yeah, you know yes. what they want already. It's just easy peasy. And it's uh, so fun when a regular is like, actually, we're going to go a little outside the usual tonight. And then you get like so excited for them. And then you have the weird convo where you're like, oh, look at you guys. Yep. <laughs> Do this. And then like the, the rest of the staff like takes their they Everybody stops by one at a time to say hi to them. Like, or on Valentine's the Day, they bring stuff. everyone like treats. Oh, yes. And Valentine's and candies and, and goodies, you know, because they yeah. love us. Yeah, they know we're not getting love on this day. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> um, all right. The sweet old couple I threw in there. I thought would be a fun one. I love a sweet old couple, you know, um, as long as it's not. Oh, man, it's there used to be this 
single diner that I would wait on, he would come in, dine by himself in a three-piece suit, like dressed to the nines. And I'm telling you, I just remembered him, you guys. And we all just really wanted to know his story because he looked like he walked out of central casting on a film set in like 1962. And he was really tall. He had to be late 80s. He was just probably one of those young because it's the city, you know, life sort of people because you walk everywhere, you stay in great shape. And he would just stare straight ahead and eat three courses, was really, really specific about it and then have a coffee. And I always was like, is he going through the motions of the way he used to maybe dine with his wife? And Aww. he uh, like he wasn't a great tipper. So that like bummed me out, but he was really, really like he tipped like it was 1962. Um, but I knew exactly what he wanted and he never strayed from it. So he was really, really easy to wait on. And I was just like, whatever's going on, this guy just really needs to go through these motions right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll say I love sweet old couples. Yeah. Know, Especially I, when they do get dressy and he like pulls a chair out for her yeah. and like there's, yeah. It's like, that's the purest form of love is a sweet old couple. You know, mm-hmm. they love each other. I, I can't even, like my parents are old, are an old couple. They've been mm-hmm. married for 61 years. Wow. Oh, yeah. You but told me that. I always say they still love each other. They just don't like each other anymore. Sweet right, old right. couples still like each other. Still want to like... <laughs> be around each other and like you see the gentleman walk in holding her purse and stuff like that you know stuff like that makes my day it makes me like yeah. smile in my heart where I'm like they're, they're, I still have hope for true love and then I go on to my dating apps I'm like nope nope, nope somebody nope. snow washes <laughs> all over it when they serve or explain you how to cook a fucking whatever because ugh. Uh, yeah. um, but those those glimpses of happiness are just lovely to to be able to witness for sure yeah um i have one left just because i couldn't stray away from this you guys and that's the same ciders huh <laughs> <sighs> same ciders same, same ciders, ciders. We sit on the same side of the booth. <laughs> so I saw I saw this. I saw you wrote that down there. I'm like, did she watch my video about my biggest pet peeves? Oh no, I have I haven't. Same ciders are my biggest pet peeve. I fucking hate them. And I don't even know why. I don't know why I hate them so much. But same ciders, they come in, they're staring ahead like I'm sitting here thinking, why are you with someone if you don't want to sit across from them? Sitting at the bar stuff, that's completely different. Completely right. different. But Absolutely. You go, you you're you're there to have conversations with this person, to enjoy yeah. this person's company. Why are you sitting on the same side of the booth, staring ahead, not talking to each other? And if you want to talk, you're like this the whole time. Just fucking sit like you you don't love your partner that much where your shoulder doesn't have to touch them for 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know why I hate same side of the booth people so I much. I barely like sitting next to Brian when we're out with two other people. I'm like, sit across from me. Don't sit next to me. Gross. Yeah, I don't know why I hate it so much, but it is my biggest pet peeve. And I guess so, like, a little it's part of me It's creepy and weird. Like, it does, it's so taboo in the restaurant world. Like, it makes no, yeah, it just makes no sense to me. And it's it just, it's inappropriate. Uh, it leads to no good. <laughs> I feel too, okay, now, 
hear me out. Uh, I have maybe same-sided uh, on a date. I wonder with, why Brooke or, was so quiet. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not an often time thing. It's usually like a bar restaurant sort of situation. I feel like the time to same side is if you've closed your check and gotten one last drink paid for it. And then I've done like a little I'm going to come here so that we not gross handsy as in PDA, but get cuddly like, and finish a drink. Sure, yeah. sure. And there are appropriate establishments for that type of behavior where it's encouraged. Right. I'm not trying to same side at. Uh, I'm just trying to think where where it's also just Applebee's. impossible. I, I was just about to say Applebee's. <laughs> You're not going to go to the same Applebee's. I wish we would have seen it You're set like, it together. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's say it together, very... Quaylen. One, two, three. Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> Same same siding also makes me think you're both wanted by the FBI and you need to keep your eyes on the door in the establishment huh. at That's all times. That's an interesting take. You're both CIA, maybe, or that you're wanted. Like, well, and for- also, like, is she on the inside? So she's like, or is he on the inside? Like, who's being, who's being ca- held captive by their part? You know, I just, I don't know. When I'm serving, I like to talk back and forth. Like, you know, that's part of my thing. You know, I'm, I'm having conversation with both of you. But if I'm just sitting there looking at both of you dead in the eye like this, and I, I'm just sitting there standing, I'm like, it's, it's just awkward for me. Like, well, I suddenly... Just, yeah, suddenly you're doing stand-up versus like serving and engaging. You're like, yes. hey guys, thanks for coming out tonight. Anyone celebrating a birthday? Either right. of you guys? That's okay. True. Now, if it was twins who were same-siding, I'd believe that. <laughs> and I'd run for the hills. Fucking same-siders. <laughs> Anybody have any other couples that I missed to add? Or did, did we did we run the gamut? Do we think we covered it all? You also have like- the young couples, like the teenage couples. That are coming out who are kind of awkward, you know, because it might like their high school. They want to he wants to impress her knowing that he can only really afford a side of cheese fries and stuff like that. (laughs) But, you know, you still you still are like, you know, at least you're trying to be cute. You guys are good, you know. Yeah. Here's your two sodas and your cheese fries. Now get the fuck out of my section. (laughs) Right. And they're cute. They always, they're like way too dressed up in a really obvious way where they look like they borrowed dad's suit sort of thing. And the, <laughs> the girl is like real nervous. It's like her first time doing a full face of makeup. It's just and, caked on. Yeah. And you're like, why Why do you have a, a like a, a flower pinned in your hair? It's not homecoming. You know, Aww. they're just, they're so cute. They're but, adorable. They really are. Um, Just get ready for a lifetime of disappointment in the dating world, kids. I feel like, and I I can picture myself because I was just trying to remember in my suburb I grew up in, uh, it's called Rochester, but like, I think it was this goofy chain called Eastside Mario's and it was like an Italian joint and it looked like it was off a Universal Studios lot where it's like it had like strings of laundry strung across because you're in... Italy. It's, it was uh-huh. just the cheesiest place. Uh-huh. And I went there as a teenager. I was a junior in high school for a Valentine's Day date with the guy I was dating named Scott. And he brought me a present. 
it was a skirt, which is the weirdest present to give a girlfriend. <laughs> so he bought me a skirt from the Express and then he dumped me. <laughs> oh, no. During dinner. During dinner. Then you're sitting here. He was like, like, I hate to see you go, but at least I know it's going to be nice to watch you walk away in that skirt, baby. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Briefly, let's touch on if you hate all of this uh, silly, silly Valentine's Day talk. Remember, there's always those anti Valentine's Day celebrations out there. A uh, lot of rejection show. Oh, there's a rejection show annual party. Yes. Uh, it used Brooklyn. to be in Brooklyn. That was that was our favorite. Is our friend had a long running series called the Rejection Show, where he would book people, and all you performed was anything that had been rejected, like by an agent, by a, by trying to submit it for a writing thing, like just whatever something that went horribly, and you got a chance to re introduce the content and it was so funny and cathartic and people would be laughing at you because it was maybe so bad or they'd be laughing because it was actually good and it deserved a shot or whatever so he would do like heartbreak uh like every year a rejection show heartbreak stories people would do live stories of being dumped and then it was like that was a thing i would bring a date to that's how i roll is i was like let's go laugh at love together and get really drunk Oh, I love that. And you know, your bartenders go be like above and beyond to like, you know, help give a big fuck you to Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, bars across the country. And this will, I'm sure at, at, by next year, maybe back in be back in full swing. You know, they have great drink specials to get you wasted. They've got DJs spitting anti-love songs. Yep. They're playing breakup movies on the TVs. Um, there's places that bring paper shredders in. Yep. So you can shred photos and love letters from your ex. <laughs> um, and then fun menu themes like stinky cheese and bitter beers and sour cocktails and crabby sandwiches. Um, there's so many ways to like lean into anti-Valentine's Day, um, which we absolutely absolutely love but that's yeah. that's my favorite we've talked yeah. about galentine's which is great and this year we're all about the anti-valentine's day which if you're on instagram or twitter it is a hashtag if you're looking for fun stuff to do hashtag anti-valentine um your local bar eatery or whatever if you're allowed to go to these places outdoor or space or limited are probably doing something really fun so just be safe have a good time or call it it's a fucking pandemic, people. What a great excuse to not give a fuck about Valentine's Day this year. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I guarantee that there's still uh, restaurants like leaning into anti-Valentine's Day and doing specific meals for that. Like maybe there's a pizzeria who's doing like a sad pizza for one that's an extra, extra large for a discounted price just for one person. Like That sounds so good. <laughs> Um, same with even like if you are celebrating remember all your local establishments are probably pushing like awesome to go to for two packages which also can be for one person who gives a fuck you guys Uh, but that's been our that's been our part three return of Valentine's Day episode. Quaylen, thank you so much for being with us as usual. You're the goddamn best. Thank you for having me. You just made me so excited that I'm not working Valentine's Day uh, <laughs> in a pandemic. Can I just say one thing real oh, quick? Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned this oh, before. No. Yeah, I was gonna say parting words, parting advice. Oh, okay, parting words. So this is my favorite Valentine's Day memory. Okay, here we go. Is it really on the day, but it's the best prank that I've ever played on any of my coworkers. I convinced my coworker and my manager 
that Trump changed Valentine's Day from February 14th to the second Friday of every, every February. And my manager started freaking out, went into the office, started switching the schedule to st- <laughs> started switching the schedule to staff because she legit thought that he changed Valentine's Day, him and my coworker. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Waylon, that, yeah. you should be president. I mean, your powers of persuasion. I think it's also that like all all that guy's capable of fucking anything. So it right. must be that true. Was his, that was his response too. So like, you never know what he was gonna do. But he was like dead serious. He's like, Are you serious? Had him believing this for a week. Like and, then- and he doesn't <laughs> And then wow. one shift, I'm walking into my shift and I see him and my manager like speed walking to me. <laughs> and my manager stopped me. She's like, did Trump really change Valentine's Day? And I could not keep it in because I didn't even tell anyone else that I played this trick on him. I think I told like one or two other people and they were in on it. But I just like couldn't hold back anymore. Oh my so, god! Yeah. Well, this is uh, a good premise for the uh, Confessions of a Server Prank Show Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of them. Oh my god! Well, again, you guys send those server submitted stories our way if you have them. Oh yeah. Um, tell us a, how. Ha- tell us how it went. If you did yeah. have to work this dreaded day. We're, we're still going to read your stories after the event, after the fallout of Valentine's Day. Most importantly, though, please stay safe, safe, safe. 100%. All right, you guys. And you know, well, you know what we say at the end of every episode, Brooke. Godspeed. And good tips, guys. Until next week. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining Bye. us, Quaylen. Thank you.